morning and welcome to the Sidman Methodist Church. Um, I see people are in, in different places today. <laughs> That's good. Um, anyway, uh, if uh, we'll all stand and join in uh, hymn number 97, All Hail, the Power of Jesus' Name. Lightning of the Cannon. Lightning of the Cannon. Yeah, we do that first. Okay, we've got to do that first. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, now if we'll all stand, if you're able, and join in hymn number 97. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Please be seated now um, for the announcements, and uh, actually there um, are no announcements for Sidman. Um, there is a blessing of backpacks, book bags, and briefcases, and I guess that's today, right? Today's the 20th. Yes, it is. Okay, and uh, now if uh, uh, you all want to uh, greet your neighbor, um, fellow Christians. 
Stand up. First of all, here's a blessing for you. Almighty God, fountain of all wisdom, you have blessed us with the joy and care of children. Give us the teachers, give us us everywhere calm strength and patient wisdom to bring them up, teaching them to love whatever is just, true, and good. Now I want you to put your hands over your, your facing facing the backpack. Put your hands over them. You can put the backpacks on the floor. Or, or their backpacks. They're all backpacks. Yeah. And the congregation, you raise your hands like you're bestowing a blessing on them. Bless now these backpacks and the people who carry them, that with hearts enlightened by your Holy Spirit, they may grow in knowledge and worship and to serve you from generation to generation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, do we have any uh, adults who uh, are involved? Well, we have two back, back here. Are they hot? One, two. Uh, would the teachers please stand up? Or anybody else? Three. Anybody else involved with education? Please stand up. 
Lord, these backpacks remind us that a new school year is about to begin. We pray your blessings upon these students and teachers as they begin this new school year. We ask your blessing also on all who work with or support them in their education. Let each person who stands before us now feel the love. Can you feel the love? Ah, ah, it's coming towards you. And support of this congregation. We all are called to be part of your work in the world, Lord. And you have given each one of us gifts and strength to use in that work. Help each of these students and teachers and others who are involved in their education to discover and develop his or her gifts and strengths and know how to use them for your purposes. Remind them, too, that whatever their gifts, they are doing your work when they are kind and caring to others, when they do their best in their studies and other activities, when they respect others and themselves, and when they contribute in every small way to make things better or more pleasant for others. Bless also, Lord, those who stand here with these students. Whatever their task or role in education, guide them and do it with a conscious effort. So in some way make life better or more pleasant for others. Give them pride in what they do, reminding them and us that even the most ordinary task becomes extraordinary when done, done in God's name. Let us pray. Lord, we have before you today these people who are involved in some way with the education system. We offer them praise and congratulate them all for their participation in preparing our young in taking their place in society. We ask that you watch over the safety and well-being of these people and shield them from any worldly harm. We ask all this, all, we ask this all, Lord, knowing that you love and hear us. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. You can go back to your seats now, and the adult or Sammy can sit. And thank you for bringing your backpacks here with you with you today. And school starts one Wednesday or Thursday for the students. Teachers have to be in back in July or something like that. Weeks in advance to get prepared. So let us pray. Almighty God, shield of the oppressed, hear us as we pray for the friendless and the lonely, the tempted and the unbelieving. Be merciful to those who suffer in body and mind, to those who are in danger or distress and who have suffered loss. Let your love surround the elderly. Be especially near to those who are passing through the valley of death. May they find eternal rest. We gather this morning in your presence to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our souls. We offer prayers and ask for forgiveness for our going astray throughout the week. We ask for travel mercies for all those people still traveling throughout the summer before school starts. We pray for the good health and well-being of members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the members of law enforcement, the military, especially Lieutenant Carl Smith, 
firefighters, first responders, EMTs, bus drivers, teachers. We pray for the well-being and safety for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth, and we continue, we should continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who have lost their way, for them to see the light in their wayward ways so that they can be saved before it's too late. We offer prayers for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. We also offer a prayer for Gene and June's son, Tom, who is having surgery a week from tomorrow. Uh, hernia, hernia surgery. Uh, now, dear Lord, if there was a name that had come to the spirits, the people of the congregation while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now. Lord, let us now take a few moments of silent prayer so we can hear you talking to us. Now, dear Lord, let us bring our, our time of, 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 of a prayer with you to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if we'll all stand and uh, we're going to join in hymn number 536, Happy the Home When God is There.
And would our ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, the third Sunday of the month of August, to come to worship you. We ask that you accept these tithes and gifts and offerings that come from this congregation that were brought up to us by three anxious young boys. We thank you for their presence here, and we ask that you accept these gifts. And by the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, Amen. Now you can go. They were anxious this morning. I, I, I realize this is the first time I probably didn't have them come up, and that's why they were they were that way. Uh, let's see, what is uh, God's inspiring words taken today from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. It's not verses 13 through 20, it's verses 13 through 16. This follows the Beatitudes, comes right after the Beatitudes. 
You have the words, but I don't. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The words of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Let me mention now that uh, we're thankful for Audrey over here to be playing the piano for us today. I accidentally, somebody left their name off the bulletin. I don't know who, but I'll talk to that person about leaving the name off the bulletin. And our, uh, it's official now, our presiding elder is the title that's given, is Randy Bain from Oakland. Uh, we were together Friday for about an hour because they had a cabinet meeting in Columbus on Tuesday, and they, they went through all the names of the churches. Our names are on the list. So then they went through all the pastors that are assigned to the churches, and my name didn't come up. And Randy said, how come his name didn't come up? They, we never received anything from him. And I sent it on July 6th. They never received anything. So he talked to two other big wigs, and they're going to try to figure out what happened. So we spent an hour Friday filling out the thing again and sending it in, and we got, I got a notice this time that they had received it, and you're being considered for the global, global Methodist Church. But I may not be ordained in October. I may have to wait till the springtime, because the cutoff date was August the 1st. So I told Randy, hey, it's not my fault that they didn't resign. I didn't know. I didn't know at all. And he said, don't worry, I'll put that up. I'll argue for you to see if we can get you in in, uh, in, in October. Uh, he's going to have 18 churches, Johnstown and Evansburg. That's his jurisdiction. Now, how many uh, uh, presiding elders we will have in western Pennsylvania? No, I, I don't know. Many. I know we'll have many. More than 10. Because that's how many DSs we, uh, uh, we had. So today's, today's message, is, let's see, is there any other news? That, no. Today's message is the one less traveled by. We find ourselves living in a culture of compromise. Its values have been lowered, and now these values don't mean what they used to mean. One thing that can help hold back the rate of decay in our culture of compromise is salt. You are the salt, and wherever you are, this salt can be found. The kingdom life that you possess is useful for the preserving and seasoning effect it will have in your daily lives. People thought of salt three ways in Jesus' time. Number one, it was connected with purity. The Christian must be the person who holds high the standard of absolute purity in speech, conduct, and even thought. The second way, salt was the most common of all preservatives. It was used to keep food from going bad. The Christian is to be a person who by their presence defeats corruption 
and makes it easier for others to do good. And the third way, the greatest quality of salt is that salt lends flavor to things. I've had to learn how to eat without salt. Christianity is to life as salt is to food. Christianity is to life as salt is to food. Christianity lends flavor to life. You are meant to be the salt of the earth. And if you do not bring to life the purity, the radiance that you should, you are not fulfilling your purpose and are inviting disaster. Disaster. Being a light unto the world emphasizes more directly the positive influence you will make in this sin-darkened world. That it is a sin-darkened world. You not only carry the light of the gospel. I said, put your hand over his mouth. You not only carry the light of the gospel, you are that light. He might have been explaining something about the, my, uh, my words meant something to him, or God's words meant something to him. Because of the work of the Spirit in your life, your dramatic change has produced God's light in you, affecting every aspect of your being. Jesus is the source of light. You reflect his light. Jesus didn't say you are the light of the church. He said you are the light of the world. And in a person's life in the world, their Christianity should be evident to all. Even if it's just wearing a cross. Because this, this is always remarked by uh, 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 people who, uh, the people at, at the register. Always, uh, most of the time, remark something. Oh, I like your cross. Or, oh, you know, they look at the cross and then they don't look at you the rest of the time. You can, you can tell almost immediately what, what that person is, uh, is, is believing. Of course, the problem is, if you can wear one of these, you've got to act behind it appropriately. I can't go cursing my way through the line and Where do you work? Oh, I'm a pastor over at what you call a circus. <laughs> or or at the at the Planet Fitness. When I'm jumping rope and I can't get past ten and I get mad and I throw the thing down. But I don't say anything. I just throw it down. I don't use a curse word or darn, I just throw it down and come back and, and pick it up uh, uh, later. Because that would have a, uh, a, I remember the first time I was greeting a, a, a Catholic priest coming from the church and I was coming from the school and he said a curse word. And it almost fell through the ground. It's like I'm, I'm surprised to, uh, to he walking over to the school to use a word. It, I mean, it wasn't a filthy word, but I was surprised that a, a, a word came out of his mouth like that. And I hope he's not watching today. A life is a guide. A Christian is to make the way for others clear by being an example. A light can also be a warning light. We have a lot of those. The light that can be seen. The light that warns and the light that guides. 
are the lights which the Christian must be. You must speak the truth of the gospel for people to know it. But you are called to live the truth of the gospel for people to see that it is real. If people know you're a Christian, they're always watching you. So be careful. Now don't say, well, I'm not going to let people know I'm a Christian. No, you're supposed to let people know that you're a Christian. And you're supposed to be aware that because you're a Christian, people are going to be watching you. Watching your actions, how do you react to something that's said to you, or you overhear somebody say, somebody say something. You must speak the truth of the gospel for people to know it. But you are called to live the truth of the gospel for people to see that it is real. You serve as lighthouses of truth. Been aware of that? You're a lighthouse of truth. See, he's a greenzer back there. Giving out beacons of light against the ever-growing darkness of lies. If you, if you don't, don't think that Satan is work, working in the world, watch the news and listen to all the negative things that were, uh, were going on. The, the, the latest uh, 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 problem is uh, Hawaii. They had plans to prevent things like this, but they didn't follow through with their plans. Their emergency system didn't work. They're investigating all this sort of stuff. Everyday people are so affected by sin that they are less than what created what God created them to be. Because we're so concerned about sin. They lie when they don't want to. They cheat to get ahead. And they hurt most the ones they truly love. Many people you encounter don't really want to be like that. But they have no cure for the sin that has affected who they are. You hide your light by being quiet when you should speak. That's one reason we're, one of the reasons we're in the the country is in the situation that we're in. The Christians kept their mouths shut. But now they're starting to open them. And things are starting to change. It's starting to go back to a, a conservative way, which most of the country wants. Still to this day, most of the country wants right-wing policies. Because that's where most of the country is. A little to the center, a little off the center, to the right. You need to have within yourself the purifying influence of the Spirit of God. Being purified from selfishness, self-seeking, from bitterness and anger and grudge-bearing. Do we hold grudges? We're not supposed to. But we have, we have, I have a nephew who has a grudge that's been 50 or 60 years now. From my, uh, well I won't say who it's from because it's back, back there. But it's a, a member of the family, and uh, we were told to sit anywhere, so he sat on the sofa that had the plastic covering over it and was immediately reprimanded for sitting on it with a loud voice. 
compared to living day, he was like 10 years old. He still has a grudge against her because of that. Now he's in his 60s. He's 64, 10 years younger than I am. Jesus is saying that it is only the life that is cleansed of self and filled with Christ that can live in real fellowship with others. So for us to live together in real fellowship, we're supposed to be cleansed of self and filled with Christ. The task of the Christian is to bring an antiseptic to the poison of life. To bring a cleansing influence into the sin-filled world. See, he agrees with me. Yeah! Go for it! That's because he was baptized here, right? Yeah, yeah. When? March? No, this year, wasn't it? 2023? When? February. Yeah. February. Gee, I wish I'd known that when you had to take all the papers to the, uh, you know, to get them. I couldn't remember when it was. Oh, boy, he's really, oh, wow, the Holy Spirit's working through him. This is taken from a poem by Robert Frost, titled, The Road Not Taken. Robert Frost, very famous poet, American poet. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. You picture yourself at a crossroads, at a V, a Y in the road, which way do I go? One way is better than the other way. But we always choose to go our way. And we know full well, standing here making a decision, that if we go that way, it's not going to be good for us. But if we go this way, life is going to be much better. And which one do we choose? Our way. We want to go our way. I'm told by, by many pastors, by all the pastors, oh, it's human nature. I haven't found anybody yet to give a different uh, answer to that, uh, to that, that question. Oh, it's just human nature. We want to go our, our own way. And when we do, we run into trouble. And then we don't know how to deal with the trouble. Hey, he knows. He, he, he's gone the wrong way a couple of times. So, let us pray. Oh God, who has graciously set before us choices in how we are to live our lives. One way is to follow our own will and do things the way we would like to do them, ignoring your direction and purpose. The other way is to follow your will and do things the way you would like them done. Ignoring our direction and purpose, you have given us the choice and provided us with the wisdom to decide. May we choose wisely and pray for wisdom. Amen. Just because you come to church every Sunday has, has little bearing on the path that you have chosen. You're here once a week. The Catholic school teachers used to complain about uh, only having 35 hours to try to undo what the parents had done at home. 
and they're at home more than they are in school. 35 hours. I got one hour. And, and that, that's it. You get out of a worship service what you put into the worship service. That's why I'd like to have in the new Global Methodist Church a congregation that responds to the message, the sermon. What's it called now? Proclaiming God's Word. Like we do in the Bible study. And not, and not sit like lump of, lumps on the log like we have as United Methodists for 55 years. Could even be longer. They, uh, when I left home, it was a Methodist church in 1967. When I came back in 1968, it was a United Methodist church. Well, while I was a member, we all sat there uh, prior to 1967, 1960 to 67 when I joined the church. We all sat there like lumps on the log. And everybody, whenever I bring this up with other congregations, that's the way we were brought, that's the way we were raised. Well, it's time to have a new attitude, for heaven's sakes. If you hear, if you hear scripture, it should, it should have some meaning to you. Even though you're hearing it for the first time, it should have some meaning towards you. And that's what I want to hear from you. What does it say to you? That scripture reading we read today, everybody could have a different feeling for it. And it says something different to each and every person. I'm only giving you the words that God has given me through the Holy Spirit and through me. My, my thoughts, my words. Actually, they're God's words. When I read, I don't know what I'm looking for. But I know it when I get to it. And I highlight it. And that will become part of the sermon. And it could be a lengthy reading and all I get is one, one line out of it. But it should say something to, to you. To get the meaning out of it. To get the meaning out of the Bible. God's holy words. Inspiring words. Okay, I'm done preaching will now please read the Bible. Read the Bible. Even if it's only one verse. Think about what that one verse says to you all day long. Two days long. Three days long. Until you get some reaction from it. Oh, that's what he means. That's what it says. That's what it says to you. But you're not going to get anything from the Bible just by hearing what, what was read today. God's inspiring words. If you don't think about it. And you'll forget about it the moment you go out those doors. You may even forget about the sermon the moment you go out those doors. That's, uh, that's uh, a part of the uh, job description. Although I've found out in all three churches they do think about the sermon because I'll get things not thrown back. They'll come back to me when I see them throughout the week. Or we go, oh, you said this last Sunday. I did. I said that. Yes, you said that in part of your sermon. And that, you know, it made me think. 
That's one thing I would say I've done in 14 years with all the congregations I've been to, seven of them. Think, is to get you to think and to follow the most important word in the Bible, which is? Obey. Obey. See, now there we had a response. So, let us stand and sing our last hymn, Come, Thou Font of Every Blessing. Number two in the hymnal, or the words are on the screen. I had to slow him down. He's walking too fast coming up there. Like he's in a race. There you go. Now come over here, stand and wait. Wait for me. That's it. May you all strive to be for others the salt of the earth and provide for them the light that they desperately need that has been given to you by our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us sing our last hymn, last verse of our hymn.